are live, baby! Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. Oh, I did it. I did the points in the right directions. It's going to be a good show. Welcome, everybody, to the show. We have a, uh, as they call, fire episode for you all tonight because there is some big time Star Wars news that we're going to talk about. Uh, so I am very excited. So first off, I just want to say hello to the two of you. How are you doing? And are you as fired up as I am to talk about all the stuff I'm looking at right here on these show notes? I am. <laughs> I'm way fired up. You guys always like I, I tee up. I tee up the excitement, and then you're like, "Um, yes, very excited." Yeah, I think that I said in the chat, I, uh, our own personal chat, I was like, "This week is crazy that we have this much news to talk about." <laughs> I'm super hyped. I don't say anything because I know James goes first, so I always let him go first. So that's me being polite. But I'm so hyped. I'm so excited. We got so much stuff this week. Uh, it's good to be a Star Wars fan again and like have news. And we're not like, what if Luke Skywalker had three hands? Here's our top 10 ideas if he had three hands. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. it gets a little dry sometimes when you don't have any news or anything to discuss. So <laughs> we're going to dissect. Scene by scene, <laughs> this episode of Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so at least but, second week of January, we've gotten enough news to last us for a bit of time, and there's yeah. it only means that there's more to come. So that's really, really and actually, I just saw Young Jedi Adventures coming back on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, it's yeah, so cute, very so, cool. I know your daughter uh, liked watching it a lot, and uh, she's I, a coloring I, book, Dollar yeah, Tree. I, they have I think just Jedi Adventures coloring books. Yeah, the palette itself is just like one of those things like when kids see like Pixar, it just like looks very shiny and bright mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I must stare. Um, but I want to thank everybody for joining us. If you're joining us live or you're listening on your favorite audio podcast app, thank you so much for being a part of TRB. It means a great deal to us. We always have a good time here and we're glad to do that with you. Uh, we are going to get to the news in a little bit. Um, and if you have any Star Wars questions that you would like us to discuss on the show, uh, pop it in the chat. Use hashtag Ask the Resistance so we know that that question isn't just like, I don't want it on the show. I just want to ask this. Is that okay? So use the hashtag. We'll uh, tag it up, get it uh, onto the list, and hopefully get to that later. And of course, we have Super Chats. If you want to light speed your way to the front of the list, that is uh, allowed. Um so we have all that going on. Uh, we do have a little bit of an opener here. But before we do that, um, I just want to let everyone know I have a major announcement uh, for everybody. Um, because of, you know, uh, scheduling conflicts, uh, Pedro Pascal is actually going to reportedly be playing Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. So I will actually be taking on the role of the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian movie. John Favreau heard I was a big fan of his ever since Swingers. Uh, he's money and he doesn't even know it. And th to prove it, I have this mask. So if anyone's doubting me, watch. I bet it even oh. fits. Hold on. Let's see. Ow. Ow. Oh, that hurt. See that? I am the Mandalorian. Anything about that? You like that? I have one right here. Lacey is the stunt double. 
Does yours say, good luck, John, you're going to crush it, love, John Francis Favreau inside? I was actually going to say, John, it sounded like you were about to say something either really depressing or like real big news for you. I, I thought you were about to say you were going to have another kid. Uh, like the way that your tone was going, I was like. I'm like, I have a major announcement. I was in another car accident. And <laughs> you yeah. sound like my rental car is totaled. Yeah. I know oh, I got man. I got my I got another car. So I'm back on the road. I got a. Uh, YT 1300 and we're ready to roll. Um, but I wanted to bring this up because I saw that uh, D23 obviously coming back this August and they said they're going to do a partial stream, which means none of the good stuff, but they are going to do some partial streaming. But jokes aside, do you guys think that there's any chance that they'll stream announcements, not necessarily the footage they show, but maybe some cool announcements sort of like you know, when Obi-Wan came out or Ewan came out to announce Obi-Wan. Uh, Lacey, you're big on these conventions, so I'll just toss this to you as our opener before we get into the news. Uh, James, obviously, I want your thoughts on this too, but Lacey's our convention guru. So what do you think about D23 saying they might do some partial streaming and you know that's going to make people go crazy when Star Wars Celebration comes next year and they don't stream anything? <laughs> right. I think actually this is a, a great idea because it lets more people in on what's going on. And then it could also sell some Disney plus subscriptions because people might sign up for it just to get, you know, that event and then they'll drop. But um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm going on a family vacation that week, so I won't be at D23, but it will be nice to check up on what's going on via digitally and not just have to scroll on Twitter or whatever other mm -hmm. social platform that you're using to be like, okay, what's the latest update? You can actually watch the recaps yourself. I think it's a brilliant idea and I hope they do it for more shows because it's not easy to go to these shows and it's not always, you know, cost effective for a lot of people. Yeah, true. Um, James, what do you think? You're a Disney dude. Uh, Disney yeah. using partial streaming. What do, you, what, do you, what do you got on this one? So I kind of had two thoughts about this. And the first one was that the D23 membership like recently went out and it was like, you could sign up for D23, you know, at this price or whatever. And here's what you get. And I looked at all of it. And like for me and my wife, we were like, mm, none of that seems interesting for the price. And so like, I know it's a little bit different, but it feels weird to be like one of the things on that list was like, you might get invited as a fan to like an exclusive, you know, stuff, whatever. And then later, a few weeks later, they're like, we're just going to put a bunch of this stuff on Disney Plus. And it's like, oh, so we didn't need to buy anything. <laughs> Good thing we didn't buy anything because now mm -hmm. D23 is coming to us. The other thing I thought is that I don't actually think this is really that crazy, though. I imagine this will be very similar to what they do on like ABC Christmas, where they just bring in like, you know, Megan Trainer and like you know Megan whoever Trainer. yeah or yeah or like these artists that uh, were former Disney stars and yeah now they're like you know su remarkably successful or you know what I what mean. What was her song? What was her the the hit? What was her hit again? I'm all about the bass. About well, she's the had bass. A, uh, yeah, she's had a a few. But anyway, uh, I made you like, look or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I I think it's probably just one of these things where they're <laughs> like they'll stream maybe some of these live performances or things like that. But I don't think you're going to get anything like announcements or mm -hmm. uh, any in-depth interviews or panels or things like that. I think this is more of a, another way for somebody to say like, oh, well, D23 is going on and, I'm, and I have Disney Plus. So I'll put this on and then like, 
I can feel like I'm there, but it's sort of a, it's just a big commercial for so what actually you're going. Is at D23, they won't show it to the stream, but they will show the full filmed and edited and produced scene of the spider baby head from Rise of Skywalker. So the, the people right. just don't the even joke about <laughs> that puppet that exists. I hope Wait. they didn't destroy it. I really do because it's uh, so it, epic. It's probably in Neil Scanlon's like backyard. I hope so. Neil, let us know if you saved that puppet, please. Send it to Neil TRB. Oh my god, he's like the coolest guy ever. That's one thing I learned from Celebration is like he's even cooler than you think he is. A very sweet man. Yes. Oh my yes. god, the coolest. Um all right, before we get to the news, uh, I know we do have some super chats. So first of all, thank you in advance. Uh they may even just say like John, I hate you, but thank you. So, <laughs> Could you imagine? I I you know what, Lacey? I can imagine. But let's <laughs> see what's cooking on the super chats. Uh, first up is our buddy Diamond Figs. What's up, man? Yo. He said, "What's good, y'all? Interested to hear who y'all think the Mando, the villain in Mando film, will be? Thrawn, another Force user. Stay well, TRB. Diamond Figs, thank you so much for your message. We're gonna bring this back up at the end because uh, it is a question. So I want to save of, it. We gotta think of answers too <laughs> for Ask the Resistance. So thank you so much. But I want to acknowledge it. You're the best man. Hope you're we well. have Miles. Hey, Miles, how's it going, man? Yo. He said." Uh, any Outlaw Super Bowl trailer thoughts? I can quickly answer this. I don't think they're ever going to have a Super Bowl trailer for video games, right? Have they ever done that? That's an expensive for video Super Bowl games hmm. for Star Wars video games. Not maybe not for Star Wars video games. Although Jedi Survivor was pretty like spent the money on the marketing. Miles, maybe at the Puppy Bowl, we'll get some <laughs> Outlaws trailers. Yeah, I don't. I think- just don't think Outlaws is going to. Sp- like spend that money for the Super Bowl. I don't even think we would get like line. an acolyte trailer at the Super Bowl because they did that for Solo. Solo. Yeah, yeah. And, I loved that trailer. Everybody hated but, that. But that was fifty percent of what they did. <laughs> yeah, they spent all their money on that, and then that was it. I know. That yeah. and Denny's. They spent <laughs> all their money. Yeah. Thank you, Miles. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> and it wouldn't be an episode without Freezy two three two four. Thanks, man. He said TRB. Will we see Han, Luke, and Leia in the Mando movies? We're going to hold on to that question, Freezy, and come back to it, but I Gosh. wanted to acknowledge your super chat question, so we'll come back, but we want to say, hey, how's Thank it going? You. And that's it for now. All right. We have a lot of news to get into, so we need to just stop wasting time because it's just out of control at this point. But uh, thank you again to everybody who's joining us live. If you saw a post of ours, whether that's on uh threads or uh facebook instagram i think we're live on instagram now also uh or x uh share it and let people know to come on in let's see if we can get the live count up uh over 100 maybe if it gets to 200 uh i'll i'll buy someone a black series balen skull how about that 200 people live live watching out of my pocket balen skull heading to your house uh anyway it's time for the news james so let's fire up the resistance report it's the resistance huge announcement get ready here it comes hope everybody's currently on starwars.com right now uh because that was about the extent that they went to uh, (laughs) other than retweeting (laughs) this news uh, but hey, we're getting a new movie uh, titled The Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, this announcement went out and it said it's going to continue the stories of these two characters. 
Uh, it's going to be written, directed by John Favreau, as well as produced by John Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni. All three of them working on that one. Um, and there were some good comments from um, John Favreau. Things that we already understand about him, you know, loving to be able to work in the world of George Lucas, and it's an honor to bring these characters to the big screen. It's pretty straightforward stuff. Um, but uh, yeah. This is uh, this is pretty big news. They also dropped a little thing in there too about Ahsoka season two. I think they wanted to boost up a little bit about Dave Filoni there at the end. Let's um, separate those. Yeah, we'll separate that. But I just throwing it in there. Um, but uh, but yeah, this was a, a pretty crazy story, and I'll, I'll kick it off with uh, John on this one. What do you think about uh, this whole story? I mean, we just open it up, right? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because if you had just given me the exact same, you know, article, press release announcement and had, you know, Dave Filoni is directing whatever. I would have said, oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, Uh, I'm down. I'm surprised. You know, we'll see what this becomes. But the fact that it's Jon Favreau, I am very excited because he's a proven, established, successful filmmaker also a very good writer. He knows all genres. If you look at his catalog in terms of his directing, you know, independent small film chef, major massive Halloween, com- uh, Halloween Christmas comedy and elf, uh, Iron Man. He started the MCU, uh, took a chance on Robert Downey Jr., knocked it out of the park. I don't know if the MCU takes off or becomes what it is without that being the first success. Uh, and of course, then you had the live action, you know, Jungle Book, Lion King. The guys made billion dollar movies for this company. It's just a no brainer. So him directing it, uh, this has been his baby. He wanted to do this show uh, for forever. He wanted it to be a Boba Fett show. But this is his project ultimately. And people always say Filoni, Filoni, Filoni. But this is Favreau's deal. And I love the fact that he is coming on to direct it because he could have easily have just passed and said, um, you know, let give Rick a shot or bring in another director or something. He's like, Nope, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's complete this story. Which leads me to my other point. I've heard rumblings about, is this now season four? Uh, But then you hear reports on some of the trades saying, no, season four is still happening. So I think season four is still happening and I bet they're going to film it this year. And they'll probably film a couple of scenes for the movie while they're filming season four. Then I think after season four is when this movie will come out in 2026. I I imagine season four will come out in 2025. They'll attach some sort of trailer to the last episode or something like that. But the bottom line is I think this movie is going to end the story of the Mandalorian. It's not going to be one of those things where we're going big, major motion picture. We're swinging for the fences, but then we're going to finish it on Disney+. Plus. I think this is going to be the big one to end the story of Din Djarin, not necessarily end the story of Grogu, but it may leave us with a cliffhanger as to where Grogu may go in the future. Maybe it's with Rey when he's older, who knows? But I am just very excited about this. And again, I think I'm more fortified by the fact that it's Jon Favreau directing it than anything. And um, my last point on it is Pedro Pascal. You know, people have, I think, been getting a little sour on him in that, He's sort of just doing the voices and we see him signing up to do all these other projects as uh, in person on set. And I could see how, you know, Star Wars fans may feel a little miffed by that. Like, oh, you're not good enough to show up on our set to do our stuff, but you want to go over there. 
But I think now that this is a major motion picture, feature film, John Favreau directing, I think he's going to figure out a way to be on set for this one, which means we're probably going to get some pretty deep scenes, including Din Djarin Unmasked, uh, which I think is something that was missing in season three of The Mandalorian after we got not a lot, but very impactful scenes with Pedro Pascal on screen in season one and season two. Uh, Season three, you know, we were missing that. And I think this movie, we're going to get that as the final uh, sort of uh, appearance of Pedro as the Mandalorian. So I'm all in. I'm very excited for it. And I can't wait. This is a, this is kind of a tough story because <laughs> for me, because there's a lot that I'm like, I've been saying this is not a good idea for a very long time. Like I have been the one that's like, I don't, I just can't wrap my head around why you have a show that's behind a paywall go three or four seasons and then expect people to come to the the theater. And I get that baby Yoda is huge and that's a good way to get people in, but you're also just assuming that people just don't know the characters and that they've seen the show. Um, I told somebody about this at work. I said, Hey, did you hear about the the movie uh, that's coming out? It's called the Mandalorian and Grogu. And he goes, Grogu. And I was like, yeah, it's um, the baby Yoda. He's like, oh, right, right. And I'm like, the title doesn't even, people don't even know who that character is, like, by the title. But I, I mean, my your first thought, doesn't. <laughs> but my daughter people, does, you know, Grogu. No, th- you think more people know the name Grogu than Baby Yoda? That's what I'm saying. More I think people, people know, know the name, the name Baby Yoda. Now, is what I'm saying. I think your friend at work doesn't know, but I don't think he's like the representative of like everybody. No, I think a lot of people. When I say I mean, I still hear people say Baby Yoda all the time, and I'm like, Do you oh, know and they're going to use that in marketing. They're going to they'll say Baby Yoda all all day, you know, to get people in there. But like other people will, yeah, yeah. Um, my first thought on this though, when I saw that it was directed by John Favreau, was that uh thought oh well that's that's where John Favreau is that's what he's doing because we got that announcement at celebration that was it was like oh it's the it's the Mandalorian Thrawn movie or you know the Mandoverse is ending sort of in this big climactic event and it's Dave Filoni and I'm like why isn't John attached to that what is going on with John why is he not have any part in this I'm good for Dave but where's John what is he doing and uh this answers that question because John's, mm-hmm. they basically they said we're we're gonna Mandalorian is so big we're gonna make it two movies. We're gonna give John the first one to set it up, and we're gonna let Dave finish it. Um, I don't know why it wasn't announced in like reverse order. You know, like why they didn't bring John out on stage, and then later Dave. I don't know. Maybe it was celebration or something. We could talk about that. But um. Man, I just I have a lot to talk about this, but I want to hear Lacey's thoughts because I I know she can definitely sandwich. (laughs) I was kind of negative sandwich the positivity a little bit more. Yeah, I'm hyped. Uh, I first want to say that I was right. I said this years ago that a Mando movie was coming. Come on. I have to have my credit because John always goes on and on about Ray Skywalker. I'm getting my moment. (laughs) I'm taking it. I was right about one thing. I'm never right about anything in Star Wars, like ever. Go back and listen to some of my podcasts like early on. I'm a moron. But this time I got it right. <laughs> so Well, now you got two things right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will take it and enjoy this moment. I think you get a lot right. 
Don't you like, I'm the one that probably gets the least amount of stuff right. Oh, right? I don't know. I don't keep track. I just know that. <laughs> you feel like Sometimes. you don't get very much right? <laughs> I've gotten this right and Fennec Shand right. That's what I've gotten right. That's fair. Because Fennec Shand being alive, I was the only one that's like, she's alive. She's not looking at the camera. What are you, and everyone, what uh, are you most hyped about about it? Oh, I wasn't finished actually talking. I was just going on. Anyway, I am super hyped that John Favreau is doing it. He has so much as John went through his whole list of things that he's done. He's so charismatic. Uh, I just, I, I love everything about him. He's great. And he's proven time and time again that he can take something that he really, really cares about and make it into a blockbuster smash of a movie. So I have no worry that he's going to do an amazing job with this. Um, to kind of comment on James's comment about why did he start it and not end it. I think mm-hmm. John's good at starting things. And I think Dave isn't necessarily great at starting things. Oh, no, no, no. That's not my comment. It was why didn't they announce John Favreau at Celebration? Oh, because I don't and think they wanted... And then save Dave Filoni for later. Because I think they wanted they Dave to have his this. moment because they were doing Ahsoka. I don't so think they it was didn't... decided then. That was almost a year Or maybe ago. it wasn't decided. I mean, yeah, yeah. Th- there's probably a couple things there. But like <laughs> I said, I just was thinking maybe when they were like building this up, they were like, oh, we're just going to do two movies. We're going to let John start it, obviously, like what you're saying, correct? And then Dave finish it. Um, but then I would think that that decision would have been made to have this show or this movie, I mean, happening around the same time Dave's was being decided as well. So I guess I just don't understand why, but maybe not. Yeah, uh, Kyle made a good comment in the live chat that said that he thinks it's definitely a restructuring decision post-strikes to strike back to theatrical and a little less so on streaming. And I agree, and we know Bob Iger has very much been oh, pushing right. for more movies than streaming. But it, yeah. I agree with James. It is a little weird that like they wouldn't announce it at Celebration, but that clearly, I think, also backs up what Kyle is saying here and John's saying, obviously, yeah. on the show, uh, that they've decided this later on because it, it seems like a little bit of a later announcement that they figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are you I doing know- a Mandalorian movie and, and Bob asks, and then they're like, yeah, we're doing it. It's not coming till, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, no, 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 no. We're getting, we're getting railed here. Like we gotta, we gotta move this up like immediately. And they're like, well, Dave, we're still gonna let Dave do his thing, but let's go ahead and put a Mandalorian movie in theaters. Yeah. And I, th- you know, we made this comment back at Celebration. I know this from standing two feet from him. He looked really not happy, John Favreau. Like when he was at Celebration, he didn't look like he was having a good time. He did when he was on stage talking about Skeleton Crew with the kids. Mm-hmm. But when I saw him like down doing work, about to do a dress rehearsal for the show, he was walking by me when I was at the show store and going down to the panel room. He did not look happy. Um so, and he also like looked like he had lost weight. He had like his hair was much grayer than I had seen him previously. Like it was. There's nothing wrong little, with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. No. But as he someone that had a kid on, and just dyed her just hair like, because I had so many gray hairs, I know that gray hair comes with stress sometimes. So, uh, maybe he might be a little stressed out. That being said, I'm so pumped for this movie. I can't wait for it to happen. I was also excited that on the bottom of the article, they did say that this was growing. Going on to the ongoing slate, which mm-hmm. is the Ray movie, James Mangold movie, Dave Filoni movie, 
and who's also doing Ahsoka season two. So yeah. mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of questions and I had them myself of, okay, where does this fall into the other movies? Is now Dave not making a movie? So this is an addition to Dave's movie and we're getting Ahsoka season two. So give me all the Star Wars. This is awesome. This is all. But yet I haven't heard about Ryan Johnson. Haven't heard about Taika. Oh, so yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there, too, because that's not on this slate. I, that's the wording they use now. The slate is, I don't know. It's weird. I know when they announced the Filoni movie, everyone was sort of like, oh, it's the Mando verse. And everyone is going to who is on the Favreau Filoni stuff are going to be in this movie. I think this movie here is telling us that the Mandalorian and Grogu are not going to be in the Dave Filoni movie. And Filoni's movie is going to be more of the Ahsoka focused rebels Thrawn stuff. I, I can't imagine them doing a movie for the Mandalorian and like completing this story and then telling another movie. And they're like, and Din Djarin's also in it. And he just, he's a part of it. Like, I think his story's ending with this movie, Din Djarin. Do you think he's dying? I don't know about that. I, I mean, I could see that because you get those like Logan vibes, you know, the, the lone wolf and the cub thing. But even if he doesn't die, it's just how do you have him have his own movie directed by the guy who developed the whole story and then be like, but it, then after that, he's also going to just pop up over here. It It feels a little bit sort of like, we're going to have he's not the main Skywalker. character of that other movie, though. Huh? You're assuming the, that he's not the main he character is. of the other he, movie. He's not. I, I don't. He's not. I, that, that's just my opinion. I, I don't think he's going to be a part of that. Because I, I think the, said it was the a crossover culmination. I think it's the main Ahsoka. character. Yeah. The main character of Filoni's movie is going to be Ahsoka and it's going to be the Rebels Why? characters. Yeah. And I'm willing to do a pie bet on that. And I think we talked about it last week with him on. I think he knew. <laughs> This announcement was coming out. I'm going to let it slip a little yeah, bit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. I don't think, got it. I don't think it's the Mandalorian me. movie is part one and then the Filoni movie is part two. I think it's its own. It's going to be the Mandalorian story and then Filoni's going to do his movie with all the Rebels characters and the Thrawn stuff and all that. And to, to, to think that we're going to get this big centrally focused Mandalorian movie. And then yeah, but then how have, is it a crossover? I think they've changed all the plans, dude. Everything they said about Mando versus and crossovers all happened before this decision was made. A lot of things have changed. And I think Mandalorian, they're realizing how people felt about season three. They're like, he got a little sidelined. We wanted the Mandalorian to be the Mandalorian. They hear what people are saying. They don't want him to just be a part of it. He's supposed to be the guy. And that's where they're like, wait a minute. So we have the most popular transcendent little cute character in the world and we're not going to like centralize these two. What are we doing? They're like, you need to like Fabry, you got to come in here. You got to bring this guy back front and center. And I think that's a decision that's made, that was made quite recently. Um, And then I think they're going to pivot a bit with Filoni's thing and just not incorporate Mando. Everyone else, skeleton crew, the, the kale Organa, all those pirates, all that stuff, Thrawn, Get it all in that Filoni movie. Make it weird. Make it wild. Make it the Rebels movie, whatever. This is going to be Mando's thing. Really trying to make that Kale Organa thing go off, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Really? <laughs> really enjoying Everyone go see the Mean Girls music guys, out in theaters. Guys. <laughs> John, you also, said, you also said something about timelines, and I was trying to figure that out because I'm bad with timelines. The movie is slated for 2025, or is it 2026? It is for six? Yeah. Okay. 
was so like, does that, that mean it's taking the Ray theory. one uh, in May? Or they didn't specify when it was coming well, out Well, they yet. never said the Ray was coming out first. We all just assumed it was. No, they did. I don't think I don't, they did. I don't think they did. We did. And and like like trades did. But Lucasfilm never said on May blank 20, 2026, it's the Ray movie. Like so. We oh, you're right. Assumed- so they verified that the first one's coming out in May of 2026 yeah. after Avengers, which we were like again. And yes, we kind of assumed it was the Ray one. Yeah, until mm. they said Dave Filoni was like fully in it, and Ray hasn't read a script yet. So, mm-hmm. which yeah. we'll get to all that stuff. I I guess there's so much more to talk about Mandalorian and Grogu. We'll <laughs> probably continue to talk about it for long to come. But just um, one last thing on this. Yeah. Like I know people are. Like saying like, well, the Mandalorian and it's a Disney Plus show and I feel like this is a cop out and cash grab. Just erase everything from your mind. And the last Star Wars movie came out five years ago. Star Wars movies, that story's ended. And then someone tells you that John Favreau is directing a Star Wars movie with the Mandalorian in it. And just like think about that and put it in a little bubble. That's pretty cool. That's what I thought, by the way. In the comments, collecting Star Wars, thank you so much, said the director said that Ray movie's coming out first. Well, That's where it came from. Give her a call. <laughs> <laughs> but she did say that. She said the next Star Wars. She said it at Celebration. That's what it was. That's why it was kind of in our heads. CNN said that. I think CNN said that. CNN said that. She didn't say that. No, I'm pretty sure she said the next Star Wars movie at Celebration. Hmm. You and guys that's are right. even talking about two thinking. completely different things. Like that that thing John's talking about was recent, like l- last week or the week. I'm not talking about John's something. thing. I'm talking about at celebration. She definitely made it like she was like the next movie is my movie. Interesting. Hmm. Um, well, they don't have a um, there's no script yet. Let's get a script going. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's so much to this, like all sorts of thoughts that I have on it. I want to continue talking about it, but we can't. We have too much uh, this week, like we've been alluding to. So much news. And the next one, oh, you know what we never did that whole time? Uh, We never showed that image. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the Mandalorian? (laughs) Yeah. That was the first look image. (laughs) I was going to pull it up, and then I completely forgot. Yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, uh, I mean, I I don't know... Just really quickly, do you guys think that that is that is this just a general like something, or do you think this is like part of the idea? Like this is concept work based on something like, oh, we're gonna have a, a heist and he's gonna jump out of a ship, or do you think this was just like literally just make Mandalorian and Grogu do I, something cool? I think Grogu figured out a way to do a human holdo maneuver and they blast right through that ship like him and mando they just blast right through that thing they call it a maneuver. first of all i want to give credit to ryan church the artist that created this yeah that is it's like it is really awesome beautiful. go follow him yeah. on uh social chat like social platforms i said t- almost said twitter chat that's not a thing social platforms <laughs> Uh, cause he posts stuff like this all the time, like concept art from shows and stuff that like didn't get used and stuff from all different types of, uh, movies. It's very, it's very cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I I'm think it's assume... just something that they probably came up with like as a concept of, Hey, this yeah. is going to happen, but I don't think it gives anything away cause they wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. I don't think we'll look back at it 
like two years from now and we'll be like, oh, shoot, that's kind of a crazy image that they showed that part of the movie. Yeah, it's going to be like, remember that image? Part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, we have another uh, big announcement. And like I said, it was kind of weird because they sort of slipped it into that one announcement about Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, and everybody was like, so I guess that's confirmed then, but it was still a question mark. And I think the intent was that they wanted it to be known. So they later clarified and to be straight with you guys. Yes. In fact, we are saying Ahsoka season two is going into production or in development. Um, and that is happening. And with that, we also got this image officially released. Oh, I love a Dave Filoni sketch. You see so many of them. I've seen so many at this point that I I forget that he can still make them. <laughs> I know oh, it sounds weird. So but like I feel like you see the images and you're like, oh my gosh, that was back in t- 2013. You know, when I we need a side photo of George Lucas's hand. What? Oh, you no, do you mean George- of him going like this? No, oh. I'm saying like that'd be funny if he used like an image of George Lucas pointing at something like like uh, <laughs> like when he was pointing at the, uh, you know, uh, design boards or something. And they're like, I'm going to I'm going to use George's hand for this. <laughs> so for anybody that hasn't seen this sketch online and the one that we're looking at because you're listening on audio, it uh, it is a, a small a silhouette of Ahsoka and I presume Sabine, right? That's not Ezra. Yeah. I assume it's no, those two. Uh, oh, it couldn't be Ezra. What am I talking about? Um, on top of the uh, s- the sculpture that we saw out of the side of the mountain of the father pointing out into that distance, similar to where we saw Balin's skull at the end of the series, uh, it looks like... But how are they going to handle that? And Sabine are now following him and uh, moving forward and all this to be said above their heads written out in handwriting it says the story continues dot 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 so this is dave filoni saying like i am developing all of the ideas for this next season um lacy what are your thoughts on 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 this yeah balen skull you were about to say i'm so excited there was so much left to tell of this story so the fact that we're getting more of it is awesome I, I was worried for a little bit with the uh, writers and actors uh, strikes that something might be impacted like this could be impacted where they say, hey, we're not doing this anymore. or Hey, we don't have the budget to do it or we're making cuts or we're making this cut. Um, and it left on such a point that it was such a cliffhanger that you're like, where do we go from here? I need to know more. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're getting that is just, just like perfect. Um, that being said, like I... I brought up before I love Dave Filoni's sketches I think he's super super talented he came from the animation side so he just looks at everything with that lens um so I can't wait to see if he posts more throughout the process of (laughs) this whole thing of like sketches of how the story is going I think they should release a book of his sketches like honestly like an art book of Dave Filoni's sketches because I'm sure they're everywhere and from what we've heard from other people like all actors and people that work with him keep the sketches that he does with them. I forget who it was that said they kept it. Was it John Favreau said he kept one? I think it was. I think it was. He was like, yeah, "Yeah, I just kept it. And then like you see shots of him, like the one, the gift that everybody uses of him during when they're doing the music recordings and he's sketching Mando on like a piece of like (laughs) 
music paper. Uh, it's just so talented. It reminds me of like how when we were kids drawing on our like our textbooks uh whatever like just drawing like our in our notebooks on, in school like so yeah like, and they're like please don't write in the book and john was like you don't tell me what to do no i mean like the grocery store paper bag on the hot <laughs> I'm joking. i'm saying people used to sketch in the textbooks <laughs> yeah the book covers but um i did that too you're right I'm I'm super hyped and like I joked earlier, I think Iman knew that this was coming and he kind of like let it go. Like, oh, I'd love to see that, and then surprise! <laughs> right. And I hope we get more behind the scenes stuff from the cast because they're just a, such a fun cast and they they're so excited to be a part of it. Um, I have no idea where this story could go at this point, specifically with actors, because as we know, Ray Stevenson's not with us anymore. So. Who's going to take that on? How are they going to handle that? Because I think the only way they can at this point is to replace him. They can't not replace him. Right. He's like the driving force of the storyline right now. Mm-hmm. That and the guy from Loki. <laughs> like, What guy from Loki? The guy from Loki that Marvel just dropped. It's oh, like, Jonathan Majors. But yeah. Yeah. It's like you mean how he was the major villain for like every Marvel movie, and it's like you're you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to come up with some type of storyline where like the character just doesn't there's some sort of reason why the character doesn't look that way anymore or something. Well, Marvel they'll just be like he went through the multiverse portal and he's now this version. Maybe, Uh, but this is a little trickier. This is a little trickier. They might be able to like he might be able to enter into something that he bathes in and it returns him to his youth or something. You know what I mean? Are you talking about Balin's school? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who you were talking about. Cause we're talking oh yeah. About- sorry. No, I mean like uh, that, like in a way I think like they could, they, if they really wanted to play around with the weirdness that Dave Filoni does and, and rebels and some of that, uh, offshoot stuff where it gets a little weird uh world between worlds and stuff you might be able to go into some type of thing where like you recast Balin skull as you know 28 year old Balin skull because he did something that make that returns him to his youth he still has all the same ambitions but now he is I heard Matt Smith is going to play Balin skull like, yeah oh, no, we didn't geez. talk about that the Josh Horowitz thing with you know what I'm Matt talking about? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about that a while oh, yeah. ago. Did we? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. I don't remember talking about that. That interview was from a while ago. But Frank Grande in the comments did make something, uh, a good point. He said they recasted War Machine and Iron Man 2 and nobody really cared. And that's totally true. So, that's, hey, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're going to do or maybe they're going to do a Mark Hamill and Empire Strikes Back where like he gets attacked by an animal and then all of a sudden he has a new face and oh, or a mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who um, knows? John, any other thoughts on this image? What are you thinking? No, yeah, it's bittersweet because you know how much I, I liked, uh, I always liked Ray Stevenson and I, I thought he was just so great as Balin. So whatever they do, it's going to be so hard for me to not like think about him and, you know, compare whoever, you know, takes over. Um, but I am excited that they are doing more because yeah, it's like a massive cliffhanger. Like maybe the biggest out of all star Wars in terms of how many threads they left open. So uh, I'm glad that they're doing it on Disney plus so that whatever they establish with whatever this journey to, I assume Mortis is, or maybe something else, a different version of Mortis in this galaxy. I don't know what it, it's going to get weird. 
I'm just glad that they're going to be able to tell that here and whatever the outcome of this in Ahsoka season two will establish the characters enough to uh, do play their role in whatever that you know climactic battle against Thrawn will be in that movie. So I, I, I like it. I, I enjoyed Ahsoka a lot. Uh, I thought for something that was filmed in the volume, it might have been one of the better looking of the series that were filmed in the volume. Maybe maybe the best. So I I like it. I, I'm down. So I'm very excited that they they are going to do this. And also Rosario Dawson is incredible, and I'm I'm very happy for her because let's not forget, well you know, there was a massive strike on multiple unions going on, and she couldn't go sit on. Uh, Fallon's couch and, and talk about how excited she is. And we know how personable she is, how down to earth and excitable she is. She loves fans. She couldn't do that. So now uh, she gets a chance to do that. Uh, so I'm very excited for that as well. And and the fact that this series endured all of that and we're able to get more of it. So I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, uh, let's do Ahsoka season two and then see where it goes. Well, it makes lots of sense. And, we just got through two stories that make lots of sense. Let's move on to one that doesn't really. <laughs> the <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones creators Benioff and Weiss are, uh, you know, marketing their their new movie and a little bit of like, you know, what has happened since the last time you've seen them. You know, hey, we had that Star Wars thing. Hey, we went and we were trying to do this Confederate thing. Now we're doing this other thing. So they were kind of going through all these different things with Hollywood Reporter. And of course, like I said, the Star Wars movie sort of got brought up. And the long story short of it, because um, they didn't talk much about it, but it had to do with the fact that they were going to do this movie called The First Jedi. And they were really excited about it. And I think it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek joke because they obviously have been working with Ryan Johnson, but they make the joke like, why did this guy have to go call his movie The Last Jedi? We're trying right. to be The First Jedi. Um, cause they were, this was a long time ago. This was obviously like, you know, before last Jedi was even released. And, uh, they had this idea about the, what it would be like to see the first Jedi and see the first lightsaber and, and what, are, what is this character and, and, uh, how does that go from there? But ultimately Lucasfilm decided, made a decision that they didn't want to do that. They wanted to go in a different direction. And so I guess they just got rid of these creators and just said we're not moving forward with that movie anymore um the reason i say it's a little bit of a head scratcher is because now we have james mangold telling the story of the origin of the force and it's really not that different i'm assuming maybe you could say you know here's why it's different it's you know in a different timeline or whatever but i even speculated when james mangold was first around that benioff and wise were propositioned to do this movie about the the first Jedi, the origin of the Force, the origin of the Jedi. And then they said yes, but then they changed their mind and backed out. And so they got James Mangold to tell the same story. I don't know that that's necessarily what's going on, but it seems similar to me enough that it's a little bit of a like, I don't get why you were so opposed to Benioff and Wise, and now all of a sudden you want to do it with James Mangold. But I don't know. Um, John, what do you think of uh, these comments do you think I, I'm way off left. base? Didn't they so, leave though? They left. Uh no. Well, not according to them. Well, not according this. to them in this so, article. Oh, that's so confusing because initially when it happened, it made it sounded like they left because they got a contract with Netflix. So this, I mean, the truth is coming out now, and they were sure. being classy and respectful back then. And let's not forget this was their 
project was announced six years ago now. I believe it was January 2018 or February 2018. And yeah. Game of Thrones, people still liked Game of Thrones. So they were these guys were white hot at the time. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, again, ear to the ground. Who's popular? Let's bring him in. That was like sort of like what we feel like they've been doing. They had been doing Patty Jenkins after the first Wonder Woman. You know, when we saw how that worked out. But with Betty F. and Wise, they were given a trilogy or no, no, no. It was a series of films is what it was called. Right. They were going to create a series of films. And now we know that they were pitching this, you know, old school looking, probably in the style of, uh, Game of Thrones, like medieval, so like almost like Old Republic-ish. And I remember them saying back then, because I'd written an article about it, and the only thing they had said about it was, we wanted to go hundreds, hundreds of years back with the Jedi or something like that. And then, uh, remember we had speculated about High Republic and like, why is this Project Luminous being delayed? And we thought it might have been connected in some weird way. Right. But or Old now Republic, they are saying like we, the games is similar. The games, there, yeah. So, they're saying we wanted to do the first Jedi uh, and Lucasfilm ended up not wanting to do a first Jedi story. We had a, this is a quote. We had a very specific story idea in mind and ultimately they decided they didn't want to do that. And we totally get it. It's their company, their IP, but we weren't the droids they were looking for. I like so, that they said that. Well done. Yeah. And <laughs> I think this would have been awesome because I really, uh, Game of Thrones, like people will get mad about the final season whatever these guys made one of the greatest these guys made one of the greatest television shows of all time and they made tv look cinematic to the point where no one had before it's a massive achievement and i don't care what anybody says it's one of the greatest shows ever and i know it's based off source material but you still have to make the show and you have to get the capture these performances and tell these stories and i think this would have been really really cool now, what's so interesting about it is all of a sudden, like, how do you how do you bring someone on, officially announce that they're going to do not just one, but a series of movies and then reject their idea? And the only thing I could think of is that based off of the reaction to the end of Game of Thrones, Kathleen Kennedy was like reading the tea leaves online and they're like, uh, let's try to get out of this deal. And they were like, well, Netflix wants to give us a quarter billion dollars. So that's cool. You know, whatever. We'll talk about it <laughs> in a few years. And now they, they're here saying they want to do this first Jedi thing. And James, to your point, James Mangold now is doing what they called on the timeline of celebration, Dawn of the Jedi. So it's essentially the same idea, except except Mangold wants to do like, uh, make it like a Ten Commandments of the Force or whatever. So it just seemed like they didn't want to work with them. Not the idea. They just didn't want to work with them. And I think it's mm-hmm. because people were so upset about the end of Game of Thrones. That's my theory. Uh, you, people may disagree with that, and that's okay. It's just my thoughts on it. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't make sense because it's the same concept. Um, so I, I I wish they did because I do like these guys. I think they're down to earth. I think they're earnest. I think they're classy and respectful in the way that I think J.J. Abrams is. Uh, he doesn't, you know, go after fans. You know, they, they don't go after fans who hated Game of Thrones. They could have, they didn't. Um, so, I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that we're not going to get to see what they wanted to do. Um, but at the same time, there's nothing else we can do about it. So, um, it's a little, again, it's a, another bittersweet thing. I actually like the title, "The First Jedi," because I think that's pretty cool to as a as juxtapose that against Luke Skywalker. You know, at the time being the last Jedi, and so, it's smart for like on the marquee. 
Yeah. Like, so, is, like, I didn't even know a new Star Wars movie is out. Is that a Star Wars movie? Right, right. So, of, uh, yeah. It's just in another universe, another timeline, it exists, but not in this one. And un- unfortunately, that's the case for me anyway. <laughs> Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, it's interesting that in the past year or so, we've gotten all these kind of people coming out of the woodwork and not this these guys specifically, but... Uh, all these different creators saying that they want to make Star Wars movies or they've pitched Star Wars movies or they one time had a conversation with Kathleen Kennedy about a Star Wars movie. And -hmm. it seems like it's happening all recently. But these guys obviously were in it a little bit more than that. But I can't help but think of Lord and Miller when I read these stories, you know, that they were in it and they were going to do it and they were working on it and they're trying to be like, oh, well, it's we're not the droids they were looking for. Wink, wink. Uh, or, you know, Damon Lindelof, where he was just like, well, I guess it's not they were looking for Patty Jenkins. I guess it just didn't work out. And I'm sitting here going, this is all a coincidence, right? Like, this isn't <laughs> an ongoing issue. <laughs> this is just like everyone just has an issue, the personal in a bubble situation. It's not an overall data point of how Lucasfilm is operating. Um but, you know, it's an interesting story. I, I don't care for it because I'm not really into that idea. I think I would be into it when it came out. I'd be like, oh, right, Star Wars, cool. But mm-hmm. I'm more pumped for, like, The Mandalorian and Grogu, which I feel like most people weren't, but I was uh, or am. Uh, just like the James Mangold thing I'm not really excited for, but I'm more excited for the Ray movie or the Dave Filoni movie because it's more what comes next and not... Let's go back. I, I don't like this whole th- trend of doing prequels to things. Like, how did we get to blank? I'm like, I don't need to know that. I just need to know what comes after blank. I don't need to know how it led up to, like, you know, The Walking Dead, how that started. Or how did President Snow become President Snow in The Hunger Games? Like, I don't need to know that. I just want to know how does Katniss handle the situation and move on? And this is one of those situations that, like, Okay, if someone likes that, like John just said that he's really into it, that's cool. He really likes Game of Thrones. I have never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I have no interest oh. in watching Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Um, so these guys don't have that appeal to me. But the idea that for me behind the scenes, it's time after time, these people are coming forward saying that they've either tried or it's not worked out. Like we could put on our hand things that you know, multiple people. So James Mangold with Boba Fett didn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. We got these guys, Lord and Miller, Patty Jenkins, Ryan Johnson, seemingly, they're not going to admit it, but seemingly Ryan Johnson. Uh, who else has not worked out? Uh, that guy from Haunted Mansion. Did you say that, Colin Trevorrow? Colin Trevorrow. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm thinking who else. Like, Well, I, well, you didn't say Lindelof, but there's Lindelof. all sorts of stuff with Solo or, or Lando, I mean. Well, I, the guy from Haunted Mansion, I had said that, Justin, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I, so, like, I that's just off the top of my head. That's eight people in the past, what, four years? I actually pictured somebody else. <laughs> Wasn't it like J.D. Willard or something? J.D. Dillard. Dillard. Yeah. yeah, that's who I thought you were saying. Sean Levy supposedly making a movie, but he's not on the slate or being talked about or anything. Then you have oh, uh, right. Marvel blanking right now. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige who was supposed Kevin to make Feige. a movie. Now he's not making a movie. Yeah. So like, should- this is now we're like this. We're getting into ten plus people that are like, yeah, I was, but now and, and most of those people, people are objected or whatever. And most of those people are big names. 
Now, to, to be fair, Three too, like that were pumped to be a part of it. You have to remember yeah, that yeah, all yeah. these people came out and said, this was a dream project for me, but it was seemingly bad enough that they walked away from said when project. It, when it really like, eh. stings is when the people that were part of Star Wars end up doing something else that was pretty cool. Sure, um, sure. And I mean, that obviously goes for Ben or not Benioff and Wise because we haven't seen their stuff yet, but it's um, um, Lord Miller. Solo guys, Lord Miller. Yeah, obviously they're, they're just completely crushing it. Just Ryan Johnson also crushing it with movies and stuff that people really are enjoying. So, you know, it, it's... Which, by the way, really quick note, Ryan Johnson supposedly is releasing a Last Jedi photo book and it's coming out in oh, October of this year. Black and Whites? And it's listed on Amazon as a book that's coming out in October. Oh, very cool. But like, there's no info. It's just like a placeholder. But it's like the director and the Jedi, the book or something, and it's by Ryan Johnson. And oh my god, am I excited! Wow, I can't wait to see cool. those photos online <laughs> <laughs> or on t-shirts. You know, people are gonna take them, put them on oh, t-shirts. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Can I download it on my black and white Kindle? Flip <laughs> <Just like laughs> there. Yeah, we, we just take we take all of Ryan Johnson's photos and just write our logo on top of it, and then just put it on. T public like just buy some TRB merch. I don't think Ryan would um, like that very much. <laughs> no, but we'll, we'll just do Tally Lintra. How about that? That's all. Oh geez. Um. By the way, the, the before she's we dead move on though, this, though. Cheers, Tally. She is dead. Uh, before we move to this last little story, I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys. I said the thing about Matt Smith, and you're like, we talked about that, but I looked it up. It was six days ago, so we obviously didn't talk about it. Are you just saying? Did you see that story, we and talked, then you were like, no, we talked about Matt Smith like talked about it over He's, the summer. He talked about it. Yeah. He <laughs> told everything about it in an interview and we talked about it because I had joked about how I had known, you know, the whole time that he was involved and that the last, you know, last minute before they went to yeah. production, they I changed guess he didn't everything. say much more than I, I, but it was just a few days ago that he was on with Josh Horowitz or whatever. And he was like, he it said it's Josh to begin with. That was yeah, the I, first know, I remember that yeah. too. Yeah. But he's like, man, it would have like changed everything. Like the whole story had to be redone because I wasn't in it or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but uh, let's move on to this last thing here. Cause we were just talking about Daisy Ridley's story and how Lacey's excited for that one more than anything, but we got her talking a little bit about that project that's coming up. Now, granted it's from a, uh, a French channel TF one, uh, from Regina Driver on X. Uh, but I do have that uh, if we want to go ahead and just watch that right now. I haven't read a script, but the idea for the story is amazing. And if I wasn't excited, I would have said, like, I'm good. But I was so excited by the story, I'm really excited to come back. Do I miss my lightsaber? I actually have a lightsaber in a safe somewhere. La force sera avec toi. <laughs> Toujours. I've seen that you have some kind of a little curse in your movie. <laughs> this is making oh, me laugh. Right? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> then he dies. Yeah, he does. <laughs> keep going, keep going. She, she's keep... That's it. Oh, it's about her other movie after that. Yeah, they just the got away from go it. on and they say, so you're in this movie and the person dies and then you're in this movie and the person dies. So is there something about it that you're always killing your love interests? Yeah, yeah. 
I was curious because I didn't watch past that because I was like, oh, that's the Star Wars thing. I wonder if it had something to do with the movie that she's currently in or something. But it does. It does. So she Um, looks so good. Yeah, go go for it, Lacey. What what uh, what excited you about this? There were there were a couple things um, that were sort of stated in like text on the screen, but it was also in French, so we can kind of break down what we you know translated that as but what was your takeaway from her saying this stuff yeah so she was basically asked how she's feeling about the new movie and what she knows about it and she says she doesn't have a script yet but she knows the concept and she thinks it's amazing so (laughs) she's going with it and um i'm surprised john hasn't done the voice yet i'm waiting for him to (laughs) voice you know what voice um but that and you know just hearing her talk about how she has her lightsaber and it's in a safe somewhere. That's where I would put mine as well. Like you're not, that thing's not going anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she went on to say that with the clip about her romantic interest dying, the joke was like, Hey, what genre would you want to do? Would you ever want to do a romance or something like that? And she goes on to say, yes, the first thing I wanted to do when I left star Wars was a rom-com. Like I said, like, please let me do a rom-com. And I'm sitting here going, this is the absolute dream project for me. Guys, if you, do you understand if Daisy Ridley ever did a rom-com? Like, I'd be like, that's all I'm talking about for the rest of time <laughs> because that's all. That's like my two things meeting in one place, you know, rom-coms and Star Wars. Um, but then she also did a couple other videos because they broke the interview up a little bit about how she handled being in Star Wars. And she said, when I first watched Star Wars, I, w- I started crying. She was like a deep body cry of mm-hmm. I thought I was the worst person ever I thought I was terrible I thought I wasn't good enough I thought I ruined Star Wars and all in my head I could think of is like how did anybody make this woman feel this way like how could anybody consciously go I'm going to put this energy out in the world so that then this person feels this way this feel was this that, person feels terrible sorry maybe I misunderstood that w- was she talking about after the movie came out because I took it as like during the process she was like I'm so bad and wooden and I'm doing a horrible job imposter syndrome I shouldn't be here that's how I took I, it too. I took it she watched the movie and felt bad about herself uh well uh, I know but early it's on, either well hmm. re- either way regardless it's about herself but then also I'm sure she heard pressures from outside world yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. the other clip that I saw, which I really enjoyed, was a clip of her talking about that big casting photo that they had posted online um, initially when TFA was reading for the script. And she just talks through how amazing it was to sit with all these great people and sit between Harrison and Carrie. Um, and then how she went to the bathroom 15 times because she was so nervous. <laughs> but then also, uh, the thing that made me laugh is she said that they went through the whole script. And then afterwards, JJ told her and John Boyega they had to go to a immediately to go practice with him because they were so bad (laughs) that he was like no 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 we're gonna go handle these lines which ultimately we know because the Harrison Ford accident happened with his ankle where that whole leg the what is it the door the blast door Mm -hmm. like uh, like closed on falcon door yeah that was an that was an actual hydraulic door wasn't just a prop door fell on him and JJ pulled his back out trying to lift it off Harrison because that accident happened it forced them to rework the script and give John and Daisy more moments together and more lines. So it's interesting to hear how that process began where they were like, Oh, we're not that good. And then they basically carried the movie at some parts because they had to. Um, And I think they were both amazing and they've gone on to do really cool movies. I just hope they hit their stride of being, 
the super megastars that I think they can be. And I, I think John Boyega is getting there because he's doing some amazing movies lately, like really critically acclaimed top movies. Um, but we'll see. I, I obviously Daisy's men. Is he in Top Men? Is that no, a movie? It's, it's a quote. It's no. a quote. But yeah, so Daisy's doing Star Wars now, and I really hope that John comes back. I know he's openly been like, nah, I'm not interested. And Oscar's now coming around being like, well, maybe. So we'll see what happens. But I, I just, every time I see Daisy talking about Star Wars and it's a good positive reaction from her, it just makes me happy. It really does. Um, so I, it's funny. I have not seen any movie with Daisy Ridley in it, except for Star Wars. I saw the train one. What was it? Murder on Orient Express. Yeah, I saw that too. She was okay. In the and sense that the role was okay. Not that she was. So, okay. yeah. And so I kind of look at this and she's like, I wouldn't come back if it, if it wasn't a great story, but I haven't read the script. I'm like, I think you would have came back regardless. I kind of just don't buy her statement. I'm not mm. saying I'm not excited for it. I just think like when she says that, like if it was like an okay idea, I probably wouldn't have come back. And I'm like, I think you probably would have come back regardless of what the idea is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but I'm, I mean, that doesn't take away from me being excited that she's made that choice or in her mind, her career is like Ray, you know, like uh, Rosario Dawson is not her only career is not Ahsoka, but she's like, oh, I love Ahsoka. I want to be Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. fine if Daisy Ridley, like it wants to f- embrace that. Like I'm Ray, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher was, I am Princess Leia, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. So uh, I'm excited that uh, that she wants to come back, um, even if it does seem on the surface, at least in this one interview, that it's like, to me, that it's just like uh, how I, I can't really pass that up. It's too big of an opportunity to not continue to play this the main Star Wars character, the lead in and Star seemingly Wars for more than one movie. Yeah. 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 It just seems like it, like whatever it ends up being, I'm down. Let's try to get the right people in place. Um, and get the get a good story going on. But I mean, she hasn't even read the script, and that's like the number one thing that people say about Hollywood is like they don't even want to sign on unless they can at least read the script. And she's like, the idea was so awesome, I just had to join. Yeah, but I don't know, John. What do you think of this? Uh, well, I love Daisy Ridley. She's always mm-hmm. so charming, and I her I love how emotive her face is. Like her reactions to <laughs> questions and stuff is just so amazing. Adorable. Her yeah. eyes just like she's like like that, you know. Um, but I wanted to end that video clip with not her eyes closed, and then I was like, she closes her eyes for like ten seconds, and then yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's just like talking like this the whole time. <laughs> At the end, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I no, I believe her when she's saying what she's saying. Um, I. I mean, there's not, that's the thing. The only thing about this whole thing with this movie that she's doing is uh, whether it's the director or her or anybody, it's just, just too vague in what they're talking about. And it's just like, I, I just, I want to get the hook. Like I said that, I think like last week, it's like, I can't get too excited until I get to figure out exactly what she's excited about because everything they're saying is sort of like how I was in high school when I didn't like do my reading and I was called on. Oh, 
and I'm just like skimming <laughs> through what I saw on the back of the book. So, um, so I, I need some deets. I need some details. That's all. Um, but I, I do, I do think that she does love being right because I think another part of this from this clip that was posted, they asked her, are you more like your character in this new movie or are you more like Ray? And she says, well, I'm definitely not like Ray because I don't have the fate of the galaxy on my back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a really cool like quote. That's a really cool mm-hmm. line. So right. she does love being Ray. I think she understands the responsibility of Ray being the hero to a lot of young kids who are now <clears throat> going to be almost teenagers by the time her movie comes out. And again, like you know, I've been saying this for a while, they're going to become the voices of fandom. So everyone who's, you know, hating on the character or not vibing with Ray and, you know, Luke Skywalker is my Star Wars. That's all good. It's there. Luke's not going anywhere. You can go watch those movies anytime you want. These kids are going to have the voice the way the prequels kids now have the, have their voice about Hayden Christensen, who was annihilated for years for his wooden performances or whatever. And those kids are like, no, that's our guy. And now look at Hayden being so embraced. And he's he gets a louder pop at Celebration than George Lucas does, which to me is insane. But it's 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 what it is, because th- that generation are the loudest voices now. And spending their money to go to these conventions or whatever. And that's going to be Daisy Ridley when her movies come out. Like the people who hate it are going to get drowned out by people saying like, no, she's our Luke Skywalker. She's our hero. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But again, not to be cliche, I just hope they come up with a really good story that's not just new Jedi order and Ray is starting an Academy and it's just like, give me something new. Give me something fresh. Give us something exciting and different that also has a tinge of that nostalgia, which they can easily do by peppering in all of our old familiar evergreen characters like Chewie and the droids and all that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm still very excited for it. I'm still a little nervous because of everything that's been going on with the the, the director. And it's not that, Here's the thing about like the director and her politics and her comments. It's not that, oh, she said these things eight years ago and she's challenging political conventions and stuff. It's like, I understand that because I looked into it. But the casual Star Wars fans are just going to see these headlines and say, this woman hates me and I'm not going to go see that movie. And that's a problem. Like, that's going to be a problem. Like. I, I'm not saying it is because I understand when she said it and what she said, but most people don't look into things. And most people see headlines, even garbage made up headlines on Facebook, which is a litter of trash at this point. Or memes, honestly. They see it. It looks like it's a real article. So they're like, wow, she says she wants to make me uncomfortable. I'm not spending $12 and I'm not taking my kids to go see that movie. It is going to be a problem. So they're going to need to figure that out. Um, But my hope is that it is good because I think Daisy Ridley is good for Star Wars. I hope she still loves being in it even after this next movie. She's went through a lot and still came back, which I admire. Uh-huh. And with, with, a, with a franchise where people are trying to make it feel like it's not cool to be a part of it anymore, now Marvel's taken that dip and I think it's time for Star Wars to get back on top. And I like that Daisy's like, no, I went through all that and I want to come back because I want to be a part of this and I will root for her every day for doing that. Also, Kathleen Kennedy's a great producer if she's able to convince Daisy Ridley to come back. 
Kathleen Kennedy is one of the greatest producers of all time. I'm just saying they had a lunch like a while ago and everyone was like, what does that mean? You, we that know must have been okay. I wonder uh-huh. what she got. Well, like, like if it was a bad meal, do you think it would have changed everything? <laughs> what's that? What's that office meal where like Jim orders it and then everybody orders it around the around uh, the table? Oh yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. Anyway. I forget what the meal is, but yeah, you can see it. Like they're like, "What will you have?" And Kathleen Kennedy says, "Whatever it is," and then literally like all the way around, like everybody orders the same things. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Or it wasn't Jim. It was uh, well, I don't know who it was. Yeah, I'm pretty it was, sure um, Daisy, Daisy Ridley's yeah. vegan, so it had to be something specific to her. Um, never thought about it like that before. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I was gonna uh, say hey, too because we were just talking about Kathleen Kennedy. It, it's like this was the Lindelof movie, right? That he was writing. He was writing the story, yeah. and for some reason, he just like couldn't crack it. And I'm like. That guy couldn't crack it, you know. He says, like, yeah, it's just that if 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 I can't seem to get it to be great, then I shouldn't be writing it. And he backs out. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> what is this story that it just has to be, you know, that? And they just they weren't able to get that guy to figure it out. And they brought in Jordan, who is it? Um Something Knight. Stephen Knight from Stephen Peaky Blinders. Knight. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're saying Jordan Knight? Were you? I was, you and I was like, that's not right. That's why I, I got like, confused. That's... I was like, what are we talking about? James is hanging tough tonight. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, it's a new Yeah, I was like, that name doesn't sound right. That's not That's not who it is, but it's something like that. Stephen Knight. Stephen um, Knight, yeah. Well, and who knows? Yeah, maybe, he, maybe he gets canned. Who knows? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, I just the stuff about this movie is I'm like, I'm like, if if he couldn't figure it out, you expect this guy to figure it out. And then you got this other director, which has all these like other things that are making people question, like if they want to go see that movie just because like she has baggage with her or whatever. It's just it's all it's all so crazy to me, like the fact that 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 it's not that the Ray movie is happening. I think that's very smart. But it just seems like a lot of the decisions or the lead up to it is very odd. Yeah, JJ, he said, "Bring him back another <laughs> another Star Wars movie." He's coming back, and then John Williams back. is like, uh, "All right, fine, I have to write another." I don't song think. For my lady. Yeah, I don't think we talked about this on Will of the Force, but I, I don't think John Williams is going to come back to do this movie. Lacey, what do you? He said he's not retiring, but I think he you, will. You think he'll do this movie? I think he'll do a theme for it. He's been doing one offs now. You don't think he's going to he, come back for Daisy Ridley? They literally write handwritten letters to each other. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. They're pen pals. So I know I would love for like, him to. You but. don't think he's going to be like, oh, Daisy needs a theme? I got you. By the time that movie comes out, he's going to be like 95. He could be writing it already. Once he knows the concept, he doesn't need more than he that. He did. He's, yeah, he said it was like, if the right movie comes along, I'd be willing to come out of retirement. Daisy. So maybe that's all like. Like he could literally be writing it right now. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap up resistance report. I hope everybody tossed in there. Ask the resistance questions because that that is the next segment. So should I throw up the graphic? Let's throw up the graphic. Ask the resistance. Here we go. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? It is time for Ask the Resistance, and Lacey, we 
have the super chats to get to first right. and then hopefully we can get to a couple more so let's uh let's get cracking here first now that was diamond figs uh thanks buddy hope you're doing well uh your oh your videos are always fun so go check out diamond figs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good guy fun guy uh he said what's good y'all interested to hear who y'all think so clearly he's from north the northeast uh he said interested to see who y'all think the villain of the mando film will be thrawn another force user stay well trb uh john threw me for a loop with the whole like this came in now and now dave filoni's is something different so yeah. i don't i don't really know i don't think it's, I also I don't think, think it's thrawn I think Thrawn's going to be the villain for the Rebels crew. I right. I think it's going to be something affiliated with Gideon, um, because like unless something wild happens in season four of Mando, which we're still assuming is happening, uh, they they built up that villain and he quote unquote dies. But we know how Star Wars is. You know, you never know. So I think it's got to be something to do with him. And also, you know, Giancarlo Esposito is such a good actor. Um, I'm, 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 I'm leaning still towards that. I can't knowing Favreau, he, he's such a good storyteller. I can't see him do some sort of big pivot, but it, it really, I'm going to cop out here. It really depends on what they do in season four, if that happens, but I don't yeah. think it's Thrawn. I think Thrawn is going to be Filoni's deal in his movie. And I don't think these movies are going to be, uh, as connected as some people might think. Okay. I, here's my answer. I think that, what I have a problem with the movie being is the final, the finale of everything you've been watching from seasons one through season four. I, I don't get that move necessarily. So what I actually think might happen here is they do sort of wrap everything up in season four and then season five is, or not season five, sorry. The movie is completely unrelated to what's been happening in the show. It is an all new adventure Mandalorian and Grogu fighting a new threat and you means you don't have to have seen the series. Don't worry about that. It's all new. Come and see it. You've heard about it. It's great characters. We'll sort of walk you through and introduce you to them again, but it's, it's an all new adventure for, uh, for the audience that maybe hasn't so, been watching the Mandalorian. So all new, new villain, villain. too. All right. 100%. Lacey, yep. what do you think? Yeah, I agree with James. I think it's going to be something completely new because they can't assume that everybody's seen the Mandalorian seasons before the movie. And anytime we have seen something jump from, you know, TV to movie, it's always that. It's always like, hey, there's little Easter eggs here and there for people that have seen the TV show that know that we're talking like what we're talking about. However, if someone came in fresh, they put in moments that you understand what happened in the previous one, but you don't have to have watched it. Um yeah. I think it's going to be something that will be hinted at in the seasons, but it's going to be bigger and crazier than anything we've seen before because it's a movie and they have to do that. All right. Cool. All right. Um, all right. Now we got to Miles's question before, so let's go to Freezy2324 who said, will we see Han, Luke, or Leia in the Mando movie? Um, Lacey, what do you think? I think we'll see Luke. I don't know about the other two. The other two are tricky because I don't know if they'll ever touch Leia right now, especially in that time period. And I don't think they'll touch Han either. You might mention them, but the Luke thing is like, once you get the sign off from Mark Hamill that it's okay, which they did. um, Mm -hmm. I think Luke is more likely than the other two. You're saying for a recast? (laughs) 
No, no that we'll I, see them in the Mando movie. It could be either a recast or, you know, what they've already done so far with the uh, CG mix. Deep fake. Yeah. yeah, deep fake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think yes, at least at least Luke. Um, but I, I the only one the one that's tricky to me is Han. And that's because you already have someone cast as a younger Han. And this is like an in-between Harrison spot. Um, but I think if they, I think they could pull off Leia. So Leia may, may be possible too, but I, I think Luke seems more likely, but I'm going to say yes. Cause this is the big screen. And I think, I think they saw such a big from that season two finale. James that- also doesn't want to get pied again. There's also that. <laughs> that, that was, was ridiculous that yeah that's why Luke, i yeah. lost the pie bet it's like such a ridiculous complete out of left field like do you think the next director that will be announced is this random director and it's like no <laughs> and it was i'm like what the heck <laughs> it's just like so random yeah it, it will will anyone show up in tv is so Luke? i'm gonna go with a like very detailed prediction here so, and it's going to be wrong and whatever, but are you going to pie bet on it? No, because I think this is too. Come on. Well, let me say it first and then we'll see. <laughs> All right. So I think Luke will appear in the Mandalorian movie. It will be in the same styling that he appeared in the series because Lucasfilm is all about continuity and the suspension of disbelief. So this Luke will look like Mark Hamill. Hopefully, Still not wearing the same black tunic, but who knows? But I think what will happen is the movie will end Mando's story. There's a good shot he dies because in Westerns that happens a lot. Luke? Uh, Mando. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know you're kidding because I saw the movies that came after you, goof. (laughs) All right. So I, I think if Mando dies, the movie could end with Luke taking Grogu again and taking him to his academy but when the attack happens grogu escapes and goes into exile and hiding it's like poetry it rhymes like yoda did and then he resurfaces uh to be with ray in the ray movie and then we get to continue with an older grogu he's marketable he helps that movie and away we go so I, I think Luke will serve in, in the Mando movie. I don't think he's going to be anything in the middle or the beginning. I think he'll pop up sort of at the end as a, a, a surprise little uh, cliffhang cameo. to So they'll be able to complete Din Djarin's story, but let us know that there is a future for Grogu. And Luke will be the vehicle for that. I hate all of that so much. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I I'm kind of like... I hear what you're saying, but I'm not on board with that theory. It seems like, hey, how do we get from here to here? Let's put this Band-Aid. Like, that's what that story is to me. A Band-Aid. Like It seemed a little bit like, let's tell the story that we already told, and this time we'll make it for real. And And it's like... You both know how I feel about people dying. I don't know why people seem to think like a person's story has to end with them dead. Like that's not mm-hmm. a thing. That doesn't have to be the end all be all. Oh, and it's that's a not thing. A- <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like we can have a happy ending where Grogu and Mando ride off into the sunset together and we never see them again. Like it doesn't have to be Mando dies is what I'm saying. 
I get yeah, very I triggered by the idea that we're like killing all our characters all the time. It just <laughs> really bothers me. Life sucks <laughs> enough as it is. Right, how about this, Lacey? How about instead, Din Djarin fakes his death and then he <laughs> rolls up on Omera and he's like... I've already said this before. Blah, blah, blah. Blatman joke. Blah, what blah, what blah, will blah. make you happy? What will make <laughs> you happy, Lacey? I gave you... He dies. He, he lives. He doesn't die. He merges with the force and then Ben Solo's there and they do like oh, a best friend's God handshake almighty. thing. There we go. James, <laughs> I think it's insulting that you think that that's the ending I want to this story. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's pretty insulting that you think it has to be related to Ben Solo to be a good ending. And I, I don't think Lacey it. wants Amando frozen in carbonite. Well, no, I'm not. I'm relating no, it because Ben Solo was the other one who didn't die. He murdered. You want them to be happily ever after. Yeah. Right off into the sunset, which is also a Western thing. But do you think bye bye Grogu then like his story ends? But that doesn't end anything. They ride off to the sunset. It just leaves it open ended. Yeah. So I hope back at I any hope, time. I just don't I think just, Din uh, has yeah. to die to make Grogu's I agree. story move forward. I agree. Like I said, and my I hate the Batman there. joke that you make every time you talk about someone dying that they show up at a cafe somewhere with a female <laughs> character. <laughs> Did, my furly Franco. It would be fairly refreshing to just say like, and then they went away and they never had any more adventures. Uh, and then when then we see Grogu again, you're able to kind of just say, yeah, he just, I was with him for a long time and eventually he didn't make it, you know, or whatever. And it's still, that's a nicer way for him to pass on, but never like abandon Grogu or abandon their friendship or something along those lines. Um, but I, I still think that that causes problems because then it makes people go like, well, where was he? Why wasn't he helping out when all these other things were going on? And it's, I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. We've all asked that question. Where were all these people? Like, where was this? Well, we know where Ahsoka was. She's dead. Where was Ezra? Where was Din? Where was, you know, Hera? Where was, et cetera? Well, let's I I still feel like I have a fairly good answer for that. And it's just that the story doesn't show you what they're doing at the time, but they are helping. They are involved. But the story just doesn't show you that. The movies don't show you that. Well, they they're not the main that characters a, that you're following. Yeah, they claim there's a ghost ship there. And then there's, you know, other ships that there's so many that they could say, hey, this ship is here. Right. Oh, screen. yeah. I'm even talking just about like in like the oh, original the trilogy too. Oh, yeah. Like, what were some of these characters doing? Well, we know where Ezra was now, but like, you know, some of these other ones were kind of questionable. Sure. Let's get to uh, one more question. Okay. Um, for the sake of time, unfortunately, because I see a bunch of good ones here. So, um, I don't know, Lacey, what pick? Say pick the name. Go. We can do uh, it quick. Let's do let's do Kenny's second one. Let's do Kenny's <laughs> second one. <laughs> Kenny Crayley. What's up, buddy? Thank you so much. He's always uh, just touting us on, on social media and stuff. You're a good dude. Thank you, buddy. He said, do you guys think Hasbro will put out new Star Wars Black Series six-inch figures for us to collect? The more Star Wars figures, the better. Um, I did. Have they have they slowed down on Black Series? I haven't been keeping up. So No. Okay. So I, I chatted with Hasbro about, I think, two weeks ago. I have to put the video up, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
at the video. I chatted with Hasbro about just basically about stuff they did this year. And they don't really go into ever what they're doing in the future. They usually say like, I can't comment on what's to come. But the one announcement they did make is that this next coming year is going to be focused on the prequels. Um, I believe specifically Revenge of the Sith, or it might be all the prequels. I can't remember if it was one or the other. It's Mm. something like that. But I remember thinking like, oh, we're back to the prequels again. Like, because... I just want sequel trilogy stuff. And I want Solo. Like, Solo has that Suboxine with all those different aliens. And they did nothing for those aliens. And it drives me bananas. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your, your question, Kenneth, they are making new six-inch fi- six figures. They're dedicating them mostly to the prequel trilogy films this coming year. Um, but... I think they're putting out slowly kind of Mando stuff too. Um, So there will be more coming up. Uh, They didn't really say anything else than that. I know that we've discussed it here on the show that the Lucasfilm schedules kind of changed a lot, especially because of the the strikes and whatnot. So I'm sure they didn't say this, but I'm sure behind the scenes that probably impacted it in some way because they can't release certain figures if those shows haven't come out. So I'm interested to see if they do something for Skeleton Crew or more Andor mm-hmm. figures. I was I'd gonna love say to- Andor too felt a little light. Yeah, I'd love for them to come out with the show and not after the show. So oh yeah, we'll see how that goes. I hope that answers your question a little bit. Nice. All right, I got nothing else on that one. So let's. And I'll uh, get that video up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and also, we got to go public with the pie video. That's going up tomorrow. Yeah, and it is. People that are listening so, to this tomorrow. Friday today, pie day. Friday. You know what I mean? Friday yeah. pie day. You guys want to see me smash pies in Lacey and James' face in London? Uh, check out the channel tomorrow. Um, patrons can already see it in all its glory, and they're I, I see that they're loving it in the comments on there. But all right, last <laughs> question before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, thanks to everybody for hanging out. Uh, we've held the audience pretty strong. So thank you so much. Hope you're having a good time because uh, we are. Uh, we actually are heading to Patreon right after this for our live Q&A uh, where you can ask us anything, not just Star Wars. So if you are a patron or if you're th- thinking about signing up, it's a good time to do it. But let's go to Casey Barkle. Casey. Asked, uh, this is from Facebook. Cool. Thank you. Uh Given its theatrical nature, I believe Pedro will be on set and show his face. But didn't he just double down on the cult in season three after spending two seasons moving away from it? So um, my my quick thing on this is things change. And when they did this double down with Mando in season three, I think a big part of that was because Pedro was unavailable. Last of Us was filming. They had to incorporate that. Uh, I think things are going to change because it's a movie now and, and uh, it's a John Favreau major motion picture and money is a thing and voice uh, is paid differently than on set. Uh, a lot of things go into this and I, I just, just have a feeling that things are going to change. I have a wild theory. You ready for it? It is that he is going to continue to double down. He's going to leave the helmet on. He wants to leave the helmet on and even after the Mandalorian struggle or whatever, um, the armor is going to sit him down and say, you, you realize like we, we can't do this. We have to like break up this children of the watch, this idea, this cult, this idea. And he says, I'll never abandon that. And she's going to remove her helmet in front of him 
to prove that she's being very serious, which is going to lead him Hmm. to also need to do it. And from that point on, it's going to be acceptable. Um, But I think, I think that could be like, it could be the end of, you know, their, uh, their group, you know, their small little gathering. If we're getting, if like Bo-Katan is getting back, these Mandalorians on the planet Mandalore and they're rebuilding everything. This small little group might not last. It might break down. And then, and, and she says like, look, we don't have to be that anymore. The children of the watch are dead. And she removes her helmet and we see her, her, you know, and, and, and I don't know. I just think the whole idea could be quickly flipped around. If the armor is the person that can convince him that it's a good idea. And you get that actress revealing her face too. She wears a helmet no more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Lacey, what do you think? I think that... I think that we got such a beautiful scene with Pedro in season two with Bill Burr where he's not wearing the helmet that it's hard for me to think of, with the exception of obviously Grogu touching his... also touching his face at the end of season two. I can't think of a better... In the end of season one. Yeah, but he didn't like touch his face. It wasn't a very moving moment necessarily. Yeah. But it was like, moving in the sense that he was accept- he's willing to accept a droid's help. That was the big thing in season one. Season yeah. two, he did it for the sake of Grogu. We've come and- a long way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's just hard to think of why he would remove it at this point. And I think that we all collectively were like, oh man, he's going to leave this helmet on all of season three now. Because as soon as you're like, I'm back at it. I, I'm, I'm a Mandalorian again. We were, I inside. I was like, oh. <sighs> and because of how busy Pedro is, like, I'm so happy for him because he's so ridiculously talented and seemingly a very good person. In all the interviews I watch, like, he just seems like so genuinely nice that I want nothing but success for him. But at the same time, I'm like, oh no, he's going to be busy on all these times. And all you hear about from Brendan Wayne and, you know, the stunt crew, which by the way, congrats to all of them on winning all these stunt yep. awards. So the Emmys, yeah. so well-deserved. Like I'm so pumped for them. And I still think that there should be an Oscar for stunt work, which I don't know why that doesn't exist. Um, that they've been very open throughout season three that they're like, this was me. This was me. Like Brendan Wayne being like, Oh, the poster of Grogu with him flying. Like, and he's like kind of diagonally across the poster. That's him. Like he's very, they're both very open with when it's them Hmm. in the, in the suit. And when all you're hearing is this person being like, that was me. That was me. You're like, Oh, so none of this was Pedro. And then Pedro comes out and says, Oh, well, this season I did mostly voice work. Like the role is mostly a voice actor role now. Like that's but you're sad. saying no in the movie. He won't be in the movie. No, I think he's going to be in the movie. It's just hard to, to be optimistic that he's going to be in the movie when so mm. far it's gone the exact opposite direction that it's gone like downhill of him showing up. I think the movie is a bigger scale, a bigger budget. They're going to pay him more. He's going to be in the movie and he's going to take the helmet off at some point. All right. Everybody wants to know it's Pedro. And for people that have never watched The Mandalorian, they will not understand why he's not taking the helmet off. And they will want to see Pedro Pascal's face. So there's going to be a moment or two where he takes the helmet off. That was my yep. long tangent of why Pedro. And also, you agree he gonna, he'll be in the movie with his. How's he going to make out with Bo Katan if he doesn't take his Oh my God, Dinbo is a thing. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure 
we joked about dinbo like very early on and all of a sudden like now people are actually using the hashtag and i was like yes because people i called it manbo i think but yeah i've been calling it dinbo for a while but i love that like the dinbo hashtag has been starting to get used and i'm like people joked about the hashtag in the beginning and now it's actually working um and i think they deserve a moment together they deserve he deserves to find love just like all the other characters in star wars like they deserve happy endings and love at time and i don't know why please do it it's all sadness and death just do it as soon as possible please Um, well the moment where they were on the boat i really thought they were going to kiss at that moment that was like such a titanic love scene moment and even mm. you know they joked on set that that's what that was but it was with brendan wayne so it does it feels i don't know if i don't know how good of a drawer din jarin is but we'll see what do you mean drawer what titanic oh Uh, (laughs) yeah you know draw me like one draw me like one of your mandalorian girls dinbo all all the way i'm totally shipping it let's go thank you uh everybody for listening watching Mm -hmm. being a part of trb uh this was a big one and you knew it was going to be because we had a lot to talk about so uh thank you for your questions thank you for joining us thank you for being a part of the conversation and just hanging out with us it's a it's a good time so make sure you are subscribed on your preferred podcast app rate us five stars if you can spread the word and of course the channel youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast we got the pie bet cash in video coming tomorrow uh and patreon we're heading right there right now for our live q a so be sure to join us there if you are a patron and if you want to sign up and uh a special shout out to our patreon generals and spice runners carmelo john reese jenna rosewater frank grande nick kratz chris morales brian smith matt chitty danny micromori brendan mclaughlin sneaky zebra colin cormier jolton jedi dimaggio diana and dave hornack and david probus neil shaw kendall gellner andrew stilly jeremy myers and the fort worthian are the spice runners uh for me, Johnny Hoey on most social media apps and my movie pod, just like the movies and me smashing pies in their faces tomorrow on YouTube. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on social media at Lacey Gillern and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillern. James. Social media at Myra Trunks. All right. Thank you all so much. Uh, we'll be back with you on Monday for another episode. So we hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>